Uh, welcome back to our series I'm calling John 10.10, 10, where the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and might have it more abundant. So I'm talking about areas in our life that we want to be sure that we're applying the truth to so the truth will make us free and make sure that we don't walk in the areas where the enemy is stealing the word from us and trying to cause us problems. The last session I talked about honoring your father and mother and the issue of understanding authority. Now this one, I want to talk about an issue that we all deal with. This is called anger. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 27. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your wrath and give no place to the devil. Very interesting verse. It didn't say, don't be angry. Uh, I Like I said, I grew up in church, and I nobody probably told me this, but I just go, oh, I can't be angry. You know, I can't be angry. And of course, I had a terrible problem with temper and explosive temper. The truth is, I didn't get angry at people, which is, thank you, Lord, I didn't. Um, but I did have a real problem with, with temper. And what happens is, is that anger is an emotion. So what he's saying here is that be angry. You, you do get angry. You get upset. When people treat you wrong, when things are not going right, you get angry. He didn't say that sin, but it easily can lead to sin if we don't do what this says. So it basically says, don't let the sun go down in your wrath and give no place to the devil. The word place is a term that actually means to give legal ground. So what happens is that when you when you get angry, and we do get angry, but we don't deal with it in a timely manner, which is basically what? Well, till the sun goes down. Deal with it quickly in that period of time. If you don't deal with it, then it's going to open the door. And what does anger open the door to getting more angry and ultimately leads to rage and leads to all kinds of issues. Now, here's the problem with this. If we don't deal properly with anger, it's going to build up. And what happens is, is that it builds up in our life. It's cumulative. So what happens, have you ever seen people just fly off the handle? Let me just go, boom, they just explode. You know, what is wrong with you? Well, more than likely, They've got a lot of anger that's built up. If you don't handle anger properly in a time in a short time frame, then what's going to happen is it's going to come out. It's going to explode. Uh, years ago, we had a, a couple that did a marriage seminar for us, and the man took a regular Coke, and he was talking about if we don't deal with our, our issues in marriage, and he shook this Coke up, and it had his thumb over the the bottleneck, and then he spewed it all over us. To say the least, it was pretty nasty, but he made his point. The point is, if we don't handle anger properly, it's going to come out, and it's going to cause a mess. It's going to cause you to say words and do things that you shouldn't do. On the other hand, if you don't deal with anger properly, and you keep shoving it down, I'm telling you, it's going to cause depression. So it's a real issue that we have to deal with. And I deal with people today that come and they'll, the real issue is they're angry. They don't even know why they're angry. They've just not dealt with anger in a proper way. And so it builds up and it really does cause a problem. Nobody wants to be around an angry person. And and when they just fly off the hook, they just 
I mean, they just erupt immediately. It's like, oh my gosh, who wants to be around somebody like that? So what do we do? Well, here's what the issue is. It says, be angry, but don't sin. Um, So how do you do that? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So how do you do that? Well, you have to deal with it immediately. You have to recognize that that anger, if you don't deal with it, it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. You're going to have to deal with that and recognize how do you deal with it? You choose to forgive. You choose to forgive whatever the issue is, a person, an entity, a business, a church, a government, whatever. But you have to choose to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is not a feeling. And I just encourage all of you to recognize that what true forgiveness is, when Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you is that you would love one another as I've loved you. Love covers a multitude of sin. Well, what is love practically? Practical love is forgiveness, is choosing to forgive. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. Now, I have people read that and they go, I can't do that. Uh, yes, you can. If it's in the Bible, if you will choose life, remember, Jesus came to it, we might have life, it might have it more abundant. If you choose life, you can do that. And then Matthew 6, after what we call the Lord's Prayer, beginning of verse 14, It says, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So forgiveness is the key. And so how do you do that? Well, when you get angry, and you do get angry, when people mistreat you, and we're not talking about, um, you know, I'm I'm talking about lots of things happen in life, and you get mistreated, uh, you get angry. Well, recognize that, okay, I do feel this rage and burning in me, but I'm going to choose to forgive. Because when you choose to forgive, you're choosing life. And that life, it frees you. It doesn't free anybody else. It also is not saying what someone did to you is that you agree, okay, that was okay. No, a lot of things that happen are not okay. But the reality is you're choosing to forgive is absolutely imperative for freeing you. Now. God wants us to deal with that. One of the things that sets up anger is unfulfilled expectations, and especially in relationships. You know, well, I thought you were going to do this. Well, I expected you to do this. Um, You know, when you're looking to someone else to meet a need in you, I'm going to tell you, it's never going to happen. And so you're going to have to, you have to deal with these unmet expectations, these unfulfilled expectations. I I hope it was going to be this way. I thought it would be this way. You've got to put your hope in Jesus. He's the only one that's not going to let you down. Everybody will let you down. Every person will disappoint you. And that causes that anger and that temper to rise up. But the reality is that Jesus won't. He came to give us life and life abundant. And he wants us to know how to access that life. How? Choosing to forgive the same way that he did on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know what they do. So I just want to encourage you. We're going to pray here in a minute, but I want to deal with this anger. Let Don't try to stuff the anger. Admit, I'm angry. I'm upset, but I choose 
to forgive, and I choose to bless, I choose to pray, I choose to do good, instead of holding that anger in and causing it to really giving access to the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the issue of bitter root judgments. This is Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 14 and 15. It says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, cause the trouble, that by this many become defiled. This is a huge verse because it says there is grace available. It is Grace is not just unmerited favor. It's the power of God is there to deal with the issues of judgments and bitterness. And this is what God wants us to understand. Matthew 7, 1 through 2 says, Judge not, lest you be judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, be measured back to you. Wow. That's, a, that's a, a scary verse. Let me read another one here. This is Romans chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Therefore, you're inexcusable, O man, whoever you judge. For whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same thing. Uh, but we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. Do not think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God. And in one last verse, James chapter 2, verse 13, it says, Judgment is without mercy for those who have shown no mercy. Now, why I want to hit this is because it's so important. God has literally said, I'm going to give you the opportunity to determine how you're judged. And you go, what? Yeah. He's saying, look, I'm going to give you the measure. How harsh are you in regard to other people? Then that's exactly the same judgment that's going to be used against you. Wow. When I first saw that, I went, oh, my goodness. Judgment is without mercy for those who have shown no mercy. (laughs) Lord, I want to show mercy. I don't want to be judging people, and I don't realize how powerful this is. I have people come up and say, I don't know why people are mean to me. I don't know why they criticize me. I don't know why they talk about me. Uh, Could you be doing the same thing? That's what the Scripture says. So we don't want to blame other people. We need to look right here and say, wow, Lord, am I judging people? Now, people say, wait a minute, we're supposed to judge sin. Well, we need to call sin what God calls sin, but listen, you be careful about judging the person. God loves me. He doesn't like everything I do. But you've got to recognize we're supposed to love people. We're supposed to forgive people. It doesn't give them a free pass to bad behavior. But what we've got to recognize, we've got to be careful making judgments and the standard that you set That's the standard that's going to be used against you. So God, really, we need to really understand that a lot of our own problems are self-imposed problems because we've established judgments and the way that we hold that standard for people to act, then God's saying, okay, well, then that's how you're setting that standard for yourself. So, wow, we want to show mercy. We want the grace of God in our life. Now, one last thing before we pray. Inner vows are basically judgments that you make against yourself. 
Now, this is amazing. You know, here's just real simple. When I say I will never, I'll never be like my parents. I will never treat my children the way they treated me. I will never trust anyone again. I will never be poor. I will never drink or I'll never do this or I'll never do that. The bottom line is any statement that we make can be a, a negative inner vow. And what it is, is a judgment. And we need to recognize that then we're, it locks us in. Instead of freeing us, we'll either do one of two things. Number one, we'll either do everything we can to not do that and really become legalistic, or actually we become, we do worse. We do even worse things. Well, I'll never discipline my children the way I was disciplined. And we turn out, as a lot of times we do things even worse. So all of this is really, really, really important. God wants to set us free. And he wants to set us free in these two particular areas that we're going to pray over, the anger and judgments and inner vows. So follow with me in prayer. Father, we love you and bless you. We thank you that you paid with your life so we could be free. And I ask you to forgive us, Lord, for the anger that we've not handled properly. Now, right now, just ask the Lord to for forgive you. Release the anger. Release the people. Choose to bless them. Choose to forgive them. Choose to to release them completely. If you'll do that, your anger will begin to dissipate. Lord, help us to get rid of that anger. Help us to get rid of the unfulfilled expectations and the disappointments and the things that have so crept into our lives that we've become angry. Lord, I ask you to, to literally cut off the roots of the anger and help it to dry up. Help us to be a people that forgive, a people that love, a people that release. And Lord, forgive us for judgments and inner vows. Forgive us for judging one another and holding a standard that then, Lord, it's being used against us. Lord, we need your grace. Your grace is amazing. You have forgiven us a debt we couldn't pay. You've completely released us from obligation. Lord, forgive us for holding judgments against other people. And forgive us for the judgments that we pronounced on ourselves. Lord, we love you and bless you. And we thank you that your, your deliverance, your freedom, your healing is, is amazing. And so I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd help us to free ourselves, literally, from the bondage of self-imposed things that we say we'll never be like. So I'm asking you, Lord, help us, show us areas of where we've allowed anger to accumulate and show us where we've been judgmental or we've not allowed the grace of God and we've allowed a root of bitterness to spring up in our lives. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you came that we might have life and might have it abundant. And Lord, we know that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So help us discover the truth that makes us free. We love you. We bless you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.